Munaza, have you ever been cave diving? You mean like scuba diving? Underwater? Through tunnels and little holes and stuff? Yeah. Mm, no, that sounds terrifying. Neither have I, but our guest today is a scientist who photographs freshwater springs to help protect them. Whoa, a scuba diving scientist photographer? That sounds almost too cool to be real. I need to know more. Okay, let's dive into it. I'm Gabby Salazar. And I'm Anaza Alam. And we're National Geographic Explorers. And we get the question all the time, how do you become an explorer? And what does an explorer do? Well, we're going to tell you. We've been working in this podcast to show future explorers all the messy stuff that happens before explorers landed their dream jobs. The way these explorers changed their minds, forged their own paths, and made something new. Jenny Adler, who is our guest today, didn't have a straightforward career path. It kind of had some twists and turns, just like the caves she dives in. Nice imagery. Thank you. So, before we dive in, I gotta know, what's a freshwater spring anyway? It's freshwater, not saltwater, that reaches the Earth's surface. The water starts in an aquifer, a layer of rock below the ground that's totally saturated. Jenny and I both live in Florida, and there are actually tons of freshwater springs in our area. These freshwater springs are essentially eyes into the aquifer. They're direct connections to the water in the winding limestone tunnels beneath our feet here in Florida. And it's not just caves. The aquifer is rock that's saturated with water. I like to think of it like Swiss cheese, which is still solid, but it has holes in it. Some of the holes in the aquifer are tiny and some are big enough to swim through or in some cases drive a bus or a plane through. Much of this water stays hidden beneath the surface in the aquifer, but there are more than a thousand of these freshwater springs here in Florida where the water makes its way to the surface. And many of them discharge millions of gallons of water per day. And these springs are also the entrances to the caves. And the aquifer isn't just cool. It's where a lot of us get our tap water. About half of the people in the United States get their water from these underground reservoirs. And for people in Florida, where Ginny lives and works, 90% of people get their drinking water from the aquifer. So when you dive in a freshwater spring, you're diving in your drinking water. Wow, I've never really thought about where my water comes from. Before the faucet, that is. Right, it's like a super important thing to pay attention to. So what is Jenny's favorite part of diving? Well, she actually likes being in the water when it's raining. Rain underwater is one of my favorite sounds, actually. It's really hard to describe. It's almost like a, a twinkling sound or something like that. Um, it's very light. And then it starts to rain harder and harder on one of those Florida afternoon, it's like thunderstorms. It starts to get more intense and it kind of looks like stars in the sky when you look up. But when you're underwater, if you're holding your breath, it's very silent. And if you're breathing off of a regulator, like when you're diving, the, all you can really hear is your own bubbles. So you hear this kind of Darth Vader, like inhale, like, and as you breathe out, you can hear the bubbles running up the sides of your ears and going up towards the surface. So it's really just, it's kind of meditative. It's almost like doing yoga when you just hear the sound of your breath. That sounds so relaxing. Have you ever been to these springs? Yes, Jenny has taken me swimming in the springs. Sometimes we get up really, really early in the morning and go out to the springs together in the winter. And if we're lucky, we find manatees. And of course, we always bring along our cameras. Oh, right. Jenny is also a photographer. Yes, that's the other part of Jenny's job, aside from cave diver, conservation photographer. That means she takes photos of the springs to encourage people to want to protect them. But that's not how she started out. Jenny got her start studying marine biology 
which is the biology of marine life or creatures that live in the sea. Then she enrolled in even more school to specifically study snails. I wrote an entire proposal to study the effects of dissolved oxygen on snail grazing in the springs. And it's still fascinating to me. But after two years, I I kind of panicked because I was like, I don't know if I want to be in the lab for the rest of my life studying one specific thing. Snails can be cool. One type of snail, the giant triton, eats starfish. Oh yeah, no shade to snails. But Jenny was learning that just because she always thought she'd be a marine biologist, that might not actually be the best path for her. So you have this idea in your head, like, I'm going to be a marine biologist when I grow up and you just want to check off all the boxes. And I'm pretty type A and a scientist was my, my real identity, both what I was in the past and kind of how I saw myself in the future. And then I finally realized that it's okay to change your mind and be something else. That's so interesting. We've heard from people like Dominique Gonzalez who bounced around in what they study, but not someone who was wondering if she should be a scientist at all. Right. I think a lot of people dream of one day being a scientist out in the field. You know, studying magical, beautiful dolphins jumping into the sunset. Or is that just me? That just may be you, Gabby. Right. Well, what I meant to say was that for some people, being a scientist is a dream. But as Jenny learned, it can feel different once you're out there really doing the work. I had always studied things and done field work that was really interesting to me, but I didn't really love it. And I first studied the impact of climate change and sea level rise on salt marshes for my undergrad thesis. And I didn't love being in salt marshes in the summer. And then I was studying sturgeon in the freshwater rivers in Florida, and we were catching them with these huge nets. And I'm not a big fishing person or fish touching person. They get very slimy. Now that I think about it, I'm not a big fish-touching person either. That's a good thing to know about yourself, Munaza. Back to Jenny. I realized that the way that we train scientists, we don't always know what it means to be a scientist and what our daily life is actually going to look like. And you don't really realize what other jobs and opportunities there are out there to kind of stay in science in a different way. So at the same time Jenny was studying snails, she was also falling in love with photography. And she realized that scientists were making a ton of cool scientific discoveries, but the public didn't even know about them. And so she decided to switch paths. Instead of just studying the creatures that live in the springs, she wanted to show the springs to people through photographs, hopefully inspiring them to protect them. I realized, hey, I can still be in science, but I could be a communicator. I could be a writer, a photographer, and still be in that space. For me, forging a new path was really challenging because I never want to quit and I don't want to give up on something that I started. And I don't really want to change what I set out to do. And I think as much as grad school taught me specific facts about science or how to think about science and how to think about photography, it also showed me that it's okay to change your mind. And it's okay to realize along the way that what you set out to do isn't what you have to do in the end. And I'm really thankful for that and grateful I was able to give myself the space and permission to switch paths and do something that I never actually saw myself doing. What a journey. And now Jenny has her dream job. And you know, I've got to ask, what does she have to bring with her when she dives? Well, there's the obvious mask, fin, snorkel, and camera and underwater housing that I'll have with me. But there are two things I always have in my car. A thermos of hot tea and a sweatshirt. Even when it's 100 degrees out, after you've been in the 72 degree water for several hours, you're freezing. Your lips are blue, you're shaking. And people sometimes stare at you when you come out and start drinking hot tea wearing a sweatshirt and they're all in their bikinis. Jenny is so cool. Literally. Jenny even discovered something new. She kept going back to photograph Blue Spring a few times each month. And one day she jumped in and found the seagrass had disappeared. 
And this grass is important because manatees and turtles eat it. Experts aren't sure why it happened, but scientists are asking for Jenny's photos to document the decline. So she was documenting sciencey things without even knowing it. The art was just as important as the science. Exactly. I'll let her say it in her own words. I think right now in science, we need everybody, not just scientists. We need illustrators. We need videographers. We need all types of creative people to help communicate the science that's happening out there. There's so much fascinating science happening all over the world, but not enough communicators, trained communicators who can all work together to get the message out about the science that's happening all over the world. Thanks for listening, future explorers. If you want to learn more about Jenny Adler and her work, check out the book, No Boundaries, about women scientists and explorers. It was written by me, Gabby Salazar, and my fellow explorer, Claire Fiesler. And it's available wherever books are sold. That's it for this episode. Join us next time when we talk to a volcanologist. We'll give you time to Google what that is. How We Explore is hosted by Gabby Salazar and Manaza Alam. This podcast was written by Allison Shaw and Emily Everhart. Rebecca Cunningham is our audio producer, and Claire Fiesler is our editorial consultant and field recording specialist. Music composed by Ijo Leo, with guitar by Axel Borgmo. Curtis Cross is our audio engineer. Gabby Salazar is our producer, and Emily Everhart is our executive producer. Special thanks to all interviewees for agreeing to participate in this project.